was not on hand, Jackson Brown was not on hand, but uh, Maria Tadeo was paying careful attention when we heard uh, from the Catalan uh, leader today, as well as Katie Collin from the Brookings Institution. Maria, let me start with you and get us, get us the news from what we got of that speech. Obviously, it seems like they, they tapped the brakes at least a little bit on this exit. Absolutely. And you can tell why the market 100% feels a sense of relief because we didn't get that feared unilateral declaration of independence. Essentially, what we got was a Catalan regional president, Carlos Puigdemont, saying uh, the referendum that took place, again, the semantics here are key, illegal referendum that took place, we think was actually valid and we accept the mandate. However, we're going to suspend the process that would create an independent Catalan republic. So he definitely backtracked on it. It wasn't that feared unilateral declaration that would take place in 48 hours. And essentially, it just takes us back to square one. This is a referendum of independence that nobody except for the Catalan administration recognizes as valid. And the question now is, what is Madrid going to do? It, it, it will all depend on Madrid, because essentially what we got here was push them on, just backtrack and step them back from the brink. I'm not going to pronounce an independent Catalan Republic. I'm just going to say the vote was valid. I accept the mandate, and I'm going to suspend anything that could take us to that republic to have talks with Madrid. Katie Collin, I want to bring you in uh, over at Brookings Institution, the foreign policy program there on the phone from the nation's capital. Um, when you look at uh, the Catalonians' kind of independence movement, where does this fit in? Is this just another step as they try to get more and more independent uh, overall? Well, Catalonia has been trying to get more and more autonomy within Spain. Um, for over 10 years now. And um, while this seems like we were on track for a unilateral declaration, as Maria was just saying, um, I'm glad to see that they have stepped back from that more forceful course. And they're using this referendum the way they should be, which is to call for dialogue and call for negotiation. I'm really hopeful that the speech that we're waiting on tomorrow from Prime Minister Rajoy um, responds in kind. I think um, the ball is really in Madrid's court now. Maria, do we expect that there have been some sort of negotiations uh, behind the scenes here that's sort of allowing Madrid a little bit of wiggle room here to try to make, to get this done? And, and, and Catalonia is basically uh, saying, hey, well, we're going to work, we're, gonna, we're not going to make you look bad so we can get it done? Or, or, is, there, or is this... Are we? Is everything happening right in front of us? Okay, well, two things. Rahoy will be in Congress tomorrow morning, um, well, tomorrow afternoon, actually, 4 p.m., to kind of give his side of view of what he thinks has happened here. But if you think this is enough to actually maybe lead to a referendum that's actually agreed on both sides, that's just not going to be the case. This government, the PP government under Rajoy, will never do that because they know that it will completely alienate its uh, conservative voters. So that's not going to happen. It will all depend on whether Madrid says, look, this is just unacceptable. Again, you know, the government, what we're hearing now is that they think just the fact that he said, I've accepted this mandate and will enact it. I'm just going to suspend it for a while for talks. It's just taking it way too much, you know, over, over the lines. They, they, the reaction will obviously depend on Madrid. If we think Madrid will see this as a starting point to negotiations, 
it's very difficult to see how there's any room for any negotiations if Rajoy stays in power and Puigdemont stays in power. Because what we get is two leaders who completely disagree on everything. And Madrid will tell you, to start off with, this referendum was illegal. There's no mandate. It's not valid. Just get it through your head. This is not how we can do things. And just drop all of this now. Right. But, At the you same know, time, I think what's key here. It's, it's what, what is this due to Puigdemont's coalition? Because yes. what we're getting now in Barcelona is a lot of frustration from his heartliners and the base that really wanted a unilateral declaration of independence today. There's a lot of frustration here in Barcelona. You know, uh, Katie, there are, though, um, many people who in, in Catalonia who want to remain within Spain, uh, yet there were many who voted to secede. So... The tension that's got to be within that region, how is it best managed going forward? So I think there's only two paths going forward. And one is negotiation, and the other is this continued amplification of the use of force on both sides. Um, and when I say force on the Catalan side, I mean really putting Madrid into a corner politically. And when I say force on the side... Right, of we're, Madrid, not talking, we're not talking about the Basque region and the ETA. It's not going to come to that. We should hope. Uh, well, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Although I've been shocked at the force that Madrid used in Catalonia during the referendum. Um, I would note that I think there are some positive signs. I think the speech by Puigdemont today was very positive. There's mm -hmm. a parliamentary study group that's been established in the federal parliament that I think is a possible way forward. And I'm hoping that the European Union is acting behind the scenes to move this along. Um, I agree with Maria that the uh, Rajoy and his party have really come to power on the back of denying uh, Catalonia independence. And they have um, been one of the cause of the polarization right. that we've seen in Catalonia. I would... You know, we actually have to leave it there, but this is a conversation, no doubt, will continue uh, in the future. Our Maria Tadeo, reporter of Bloomberg News, on the phone from Barcelona. Katie Collin, our thanks to her as well, postdoctoral fellow at Brookings Institution Foreign Policy Program, on the phone from the nation's capital. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets on this Tuesday. Carol Masser, Corey Johnson, and this is Bloomberg Radio.